in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And welcome into ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We are in the Ingalls studio live. I'm Tank Spencer. Jeremy Green's alongside. This is the Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. First hour of the program is always brought to you by Ingles. Low prices, love the savings. I guess, first off, I have to say thank you to everybody for the well wishes and everything. I spent my morning in urgent care this morning. Uh, a little little muscle tightness, nerve uh, damage. I took some steroids. Everything's fine. So we're moving on. Appreciate all the, uh, good, the good wishes. We've got the NBA trade deadline coming up tomorrow, and it looks like things are working or maybe not we don't know uh we got brian windhorse out here saying we're in the deal zone for the brooklyn nets and the philadelphia 76ers to make a swap of james harden and ben simmons the lakers feel like they want to they want to make a move here at some point before the trade deadline coming up tomorrow so we'll talk about all of that we've got your uh your next super bowl preview this time we're going to look at the special teams. Who's got the advantage on special teams? The Los Angeles Rams or the Cincinnati Bengals? Still feels weird saying Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. I'm not going to get used to that before kickoff. And in the second hour, Jeremy, you, you've you gone through and redrafted the 2021 draft? Well, I've seen a slew of people do that, and they're all doing it wrong. <laughs> and it made me angry, so I decided to do it for myself. All right. Well, uh, Floster Thomas will, uh, will let us know what should change. Should change. If the 2021 draft were to be redrafted, we've got uh, a special SoCon edition of Chew on That coming up in the second hour as well with Caleb Peak, plus all your picks for the night the green on green and the five on it. Did we have any kind of a turnaround yesterday? Uh, well, I was exactly right that you should have had the Timberwolves and you should have had. Uh now I've already forgotten who it was. The Timberwolves and the Hawks. The Hawks. Uh, the only problem is that when you play a team full of guys that should be, oh, I don't know, working at a sitco, they can't play defense either. The Hawks and Timberwolves combined yesterday scored 270-some-odd points. Yikes. That's hard to hit an under. Yep. Very hard to hit the under. So I was right. But I wasn't right on the under. <laughs> and coming up in the uh, third hour, the happy hour, only on the YouTube stream, we'll be doing uh, another Way Forward Wednesday where we do off-season previews for one team from each division in the NFL. We've, we're, we're, this is now our third installment, so we got one more to go on that one. But uh, we've got uh, off-season previews coming up in the third hour only on the youtube stream go to the sportsocracy.com click on that live video link don't forget to hit the subscribe button that gets you into the chat and all the all the extra little perks that you get for uh for subscribing to the channel and also your chance to uh join our little youtube membership group the house of reprehensibles uh, after today's happy hour we will also be debuting four nfl seven round mock drafts from the afc south yes. titans colts jaguars and texans 
Ah, uh, yeah. Jeremy's uh, passion, his 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 project, passion project of uh, doing the seven round mock draft. So those will be coming out as well on the YouTube stream. All right, NBA trade deadline. James Harden, Ben Simmons. That's the big talk right now. As I said, uh, you got Brian Windhorst saying we're in the deal zone, and then as you heard in the Sports Center update, uh, Woj talking about, nah, don't be surprised if nothing happens. I'm not going to be surprised if nothing happens. I will be stunned if nothing happens. Will you? Stunned. You're at the point where you believe this is going to happen. One headache for another. Well, James Harden's leaving Brooklyn one way or the other. So you can get something for him or you can sit on your hands. But you have tied yourself to Kyrie Irving, head case. Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant, head case. Mm -hmm. Now you got James Harden, head case. That wants out. If you didn't see what he did against the Kings... I would not. I would if I was the GM of the Nets, Steve Nash, ownership, whatever the case may be. I would not let James Harden put on another Brooklyn Net piece of clothing for the rest of his life. It is embarrassing that we are literally watching him do the exact same thing I've already seen him do once. And he quit. Yeah. He's just quit. The other night he didn't play because he had a swollen hand. I don't know that I've ever heard somebody use that excuse. A swollen hand. Oh, did you jam it in something? Nope. Had a pretzel retaining water. Sorry. Is that what he said? He didn't explain what it was, but he didn't play because he had a swollen hand. Hmm. He wants out. He's made it obvious. He's doing the same thing he did before. I can't believe I'm having to say this, but what did you think he was going to do? Right. He did this same thing to Houston. He did this same thing to Oklahoma City. Not getting the ball enough. Trade him to Houston. We're not winning. Trade him to Brooklyn. I'm not getting the ball enough. Trade him anyway. I yeah, don't care. Just get rid of Trade him. Trade him to the G League. I don't care where you send him. And if you're telling me I can get Ben Simmons, get him out of the disaster that is Philadelphia, I'm in. Yeah. And if I'm Philadelphia, I'm looking around the East going, who exactly is supposed to beat me? All right, if I've got James Harden and I've got Joel Embiid, Harden then becomes my two. Mm-hmm. All of my aversions to him go away when he's the two. I've seen him do that and be fine. It's when he's the guy, that's when things go sideways. You think with James Harden they can beat the Bucks? Because the Bucks are still the favorite. Well, I can tell you they don't have a snowball's chance in Atlanta of doing it the way they're currently constituted. Do I think they would do it with Harden? No. They have a better shot than they do right now. With your second best player playing Miss Pac-Man all day, or whatever it is Ben Simmons is doing at this right. point. There's no downside. Oh, we don't want to give him away. First of all, James Harden is better than Ben Simmons. Not by much, but he is. And he's available. He will play for you right now. Better than Ben Simmons, despite the fact that he doesn't play both ways all the time? There was a point where James Harden was fine defensively sure. in Brooklyn when he was when happy. He tries? The problem right. is he's a petulant child that's been given everything he's ever wanted. And so now anytime you don't do what he wants, he just pouts. Yeah. That's always been my problem with James Harden is he's a quitter. That boy's got a whole lot of quit in him. I, I mean, James Harden is the ulti- like one of the ultimate prima donnas of all time in the NF or in the NBA. Well, the NBA, it, it's it's comical to me to watch teams it just circle the drain trying to find a solution. Right. Well, we need a star. No, you need the right star. James Harden, never the right star. Mm-hmm. But you know what he's better than? Nothing. Which is what you're getting out of Ben Simmons right now. 
And that's the way it's going to go. Joel Embiid can say this until he's blue in the face. If he decides to come back, we'll welcome him back with open arms. No, you won't. No, you won't. No, he'll welcome it. He said he'd welcome him the back with open arms. The first time he came back and went two of nine from the floor, Philadelphia media, media would crush him. Absolutely. And he knows that. Mm-hmm. He can go to Brooklyn, be the three. All he has to do is dish out to Kyrie, dish out to Kevin Durant. It's the reason he's totally in favor of this deal. Reason James Harden's totally in favor of this deal because it gets him away from Kyrie Irving. We all know why Joel Embiid said what he did. He has to. He, he doesn't to, have to say anything. Well, he's it, been because saying Because it's nothing. very disingenuous. To, oh, he would welcome him. No, you wouldn't. Well, he said and we, you shouldn't. If you did, I would crush you for that. Well, and he said we would welcome him back if he can show us that he's all in, which is obviously not going to happen. Ben Simmons, for whatever, for, for whatever existential crisis he's been going through, he, he doesn't want to be in Philadelphia anymore. Do you think it's a scenario where if he gets traded to Brooklyn, he's immediately going to be in the starting lineup, he'll have a jersey oh, yeah. on, he'll be playing, oh, no yeah. doubt? Oh, no doubt. There is zero doubt in my mind about that. That's what it should be. The funny thing to me is that you're watching the exact same narrative play out with James Harden and Russell Westbrook at the same time. Yeah. Did you hear his comments after last night? Russell Westbrook? Yeah. That he's earned a role to be late, be in there late in games? Yeah, here's the thing. No, you haven't. Yeah. Because you're bad. And with this team, you're badder. Batter. I said this on Dreadnought when they made this move. This is the number one reason you do not go to your star player and go, hey, who would you like? LeBron James, one of the two greatest basketball players of all time. Yep. Not debatable. Maybe the worst GM I've ever seen. Worse than Michael? Uh, Michael's team would make the playoffs right now. <laughs> well, this is well, uh, LeBron's wouldn't. So, well, that's very true. That's oh, very they true. would make the play-in game. They'd make Sorry. the play-in. Play they would time. be the nine. They'd get to play a fun play-in game with the Clippers. Right. And still, Rob Palenka out here saying LeBron's going to be a part of the uh, a big part of the decision-making process moving forward on whatever we do with this team. I mean, I guess he's earned that. I guess he, you know, as one of the two greatest players of all time. He's earned that. Mm, has he, though? I, you know who never does that? Giannis. I never right. hear Giannis do that. Nikola Jokic. Never heard him do that. Jimmy Butler did it, but it was in Philadelphia, and it seems like everybody goes to Philadelphia and becomes a lunatic. Mm-hmm. Frankly, I want to see James Harden in Philadelphia just to see how how much more of a nutcase he can be than he currently is. So how does this happen? Harden and Simmons... I mean, Brooklyn's saying they want more pieces back along with cool. Simmons. I wish I was three inches taller and played for the Jazz. I'm not. I don't. And you'll get what you get. At this point, anything you get from James Harden is better than what you should get. Okay. Because I don't really think he's going to resign in Philadelphia. He might just because the the money. Nobody has money. I mean, his alternative would be, oh, you go to Portland. Well, in order in order for Philadelphia to be able to do that, they got to give up uh, Tobias Harris, right? Not necessarily. Okay, they could still make the money work. They don't necessarily have to do anything. I mean, it could be Ben Simmons and some ancillary pieces, and that's what I'm. That's what I would be offering. Yeah, yeah. And I'll call your bluff. You're not letting this guy back in your locker room. Just not like we're not letting Ben Simmons back in. Right. Well, how are either one of you going to end up with an all star for the guy you have? Oh, by trading them for each other. Mm-hmm. That's it. There is no other possibility. I agree with that. 
James Harden and Russell Westbrook are the two most overrated players in my lifetime in sports. Not in basketball, not playing right now, ever. I have never seen two two players that get more credit for absolutely nothing than these two. Oh, but Kyrie's the greatest ball handler. Okay, cool. Uh, he's blown up every team he's ever been on. Yep. Every single one of them. Did it with this one. Kevin Durant. I would love if I could ask any athlete one question right now, it would be Kevin Durant. Uh, Kevin, you're the best player in the NBA. It's not really all that close. Why are you tying yourself to Kyrie Irving? I can't for the life of me figure that out. Oh, because you're buddies? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got your ring with Steph and now you just don't care. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure I understand because that's the only way that makes any sense. Right. Well, they couldn't do anything with Kyrie if they wanted to. I mean, is there another? Oh, yeah. is there a team Somebody out would there still take Kyrie Irving. A hundred percent they would. Okay. And then he would be able to play games at home. Right. This whole halftime or, you know, part-time player business, it's it's BS. It's dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. It's been dumb. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess you look at it from their standpoint, at least we get to use him on the road games, which this team is bad. I, I mean, I hate to break it to anybody. I know we've got a couple people that root for the Nets that watch this show. Mm-hmm. This team is terrible. They are hard to watch. I mean, watching them go four on five against the Kings the other night was brutal. And they've lost, what, eight out of nine? Eight out of nine, yeah. Yeah. So you have to do something, but that's right. that, that's the comedy to me of Adrian Wojnarowski saying, well, they might just stand put. Mm, don't think they will. Unless just one of them goes, nope, we won't do it, which right. is d- dumb. And if I was the other one, I would out that one for saying it. Right. If I was Daryl Morey and Brooklyn won't come off of this, Cool. I did everything I could do. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to have to throw in to make the money work. I think Philadelphia has to throw in like two and a half million dollars worth yeah, of players or something a, like it's that. It's just an ancillary piece, right? And I know uh, Seth Curry has been mentioned. Seth Curry, as possibly I, there is one of those no pieces. way I would give him up if I was Philadelphia. I no way I would give him up. I wouldn't either. I thought it was a joke when the first one I heard was Tyrese Maxey. Like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. And then Matisse Tybel. Uh, no, you're off your rocker if you think I'm giving you him along with Ben Simmons. I have to keep some defense for myself. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Who knows? You you seem pretty dogmatic. You think this is going to happen. It's the best scenario. I don't see any way it doesn't happen. Right. I, 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 so what are you going to do? You're going to let James Harden back into this because this could completely implode. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've already seen him do it once. I watched him show up looking like me to Houston camp. What do you think he's going to do in Brooklyn? Team's terrible. He hates Kyrie Irving. Shocker. Player on Kyrie Irving's team hates Kyrie Irving. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> like eight times now. Like eight times before. Speaking- in, the, in the comments, Chad Knup said James Harden 2018 to 2020 overrated. I think not. Um, let me ask you a question. How many playoff series did he win? Oh, okay. Oh, so he scored a lot of points. Phenomenal. You know what that and a dollar will get you? A Coke. Yep. He's never been on a – the only team he's ever had that got to a finals had Durant, Russell Westbrook, and him. Mm-hmm. And they were young. And he was Since a they became man, entitled, the only thing any of the three of them have ever won was with Steph Curry. And I got news for you. I could have been the fifth starter on that Warriors team. <laughs> We'd have probably won and 60 games. And, and I've already seen what Steph will do to me. 
Right. Now, granted, that was 20 years ago. I've seen what he did to me. Right. Uh, speaking of imploding, the Los Angeles Lakers, they've imploded. Right? I mean, this is not working. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows the problem. And it's Russell Westbrook. But what do you do? If you're the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James, assistant GM, and uh, and Rob Palinka, the GM, what do you what do you do with Russell? You're sitting him right now. Is there anybody that would take him back? No, no, no. Why would anybody want Russell Westbrook? I have no idea. I mean, and for his February, I saw this this morning. For his February stats so far, he's made 14 baskets and had 14 turnovers. Uh, he's yeah. he's bad. And that Lakers roster is bad. Rob Polinka should have to answer for what he has done to that. And I'll be honest with you, I said it when he traded for Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. You gutted the roster. Gutted it. Mm-hmm. Sent off Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart and all those. Yeah, so Josh Hart, new star of the Portland Trailblazers. Hot. Did you say they went to the uh, they went to the Pelicans game last night? No. Him and Nikhil uh, Alexander Ru- Walker. Nikhil Alexander Walker. I always want to call him Nikhil Roby Walker. Who's not there anymore? Uh, yeah, already yeah. been traded. <laughs> yeah, I'm really glad you missed your flight because well, you didn't have to land there. Go to go directly to Utah. <laughs> They're stuck around like, we don't want to leave. Right. New Orleans is bad, but you know what it's not? Portland. Speaking of which, stick around and I'll give you a way to make, I'll give you a reason to watch a Portland Trailblazer basketball game tonight. All right. That's coming up in Jeremy's picks of the night. I Look, the Lakers have to do something. They've all, they've all talked about it. LeBron James is even, LeBron, when LeBron gets to the point where he's cagey about somebody, you know he's going out of town. Just immediately. Right. Because he, he's gotten that way with everybody he's ever played with. Everybody he's ever played with that he started getting soft on or started throwing these, well, we, you know, we're really trying to help each other out. And he's trying hard to help the team, and we're trying to help him get better. But every one of those guys has ended up being traded somewhere. You want to play good, you try to play good, <laughs> right. you're not playing so good. Right. So the trade deadline's coming up at 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. And, of course, we'll have all of the recaps of the deals that are going to be made. Uh, the, the the deal today was a three-way trade between the Jazz, the Spurs, and the Blazers. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who was traded yesterday to uh, to the Blazers, he ends up now going to the Jazz with Juancho Hernan Gomez. The Spurs got Thomas Sadoransky, who was also in that deal yesterday, and a second rounder, and the Blazers end up with Joe Ingles, Elijah Hughes, and a second rounder. Does it does it surprise you at all that Joe Ingles is moving on? He's hurt. He, I mean, he can't play. Yeah. So I, I would say he ends up back in Utah. It's just going to take some, some finagling. Time. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Our next installation of your Super Bowl preview is coming up next, along with uh, You're Just a Bit Outside. Hey guys, I'm Ziggy, your local Philly girl, owner of Ziggy's Bakery and Deli. I've created a traditional northern deli with only the most authentic cheesesteaks outside of Philadelphia, served with provolone, white American, or cheese Whiz. Our other classic deli sandwiches are made with the best quality meats and cheeses, available sliced by the pound. Join us for breakfast for house-made bagels with our custom cream cheeses. Or for something heartier, try a pork roll egg and cheese or house-cured lox. Ziggy's Bakery and Deli, in the corner of Asheville Commons, 1550 
Hendersonville Road, open 8 to 3, Tuesday through Saturday. At Ingalls, we know the ever-present struggle of, what am I going to make for dinner this week? That's why we started the Ingalls Table. It's a website that brings the best chefs and food experts right into your kitchen. You can sort through hundreds of recipes for every occasion, watch how-to videos, and print shopping lists to take to the store. It's all waiting for you at ingles-markets.com. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. The Sportsocracy. We treat star athletes better because they're better people. That's not fair. Life isn't fair, kiddo. Get used to it. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville and at the Sportsocracy.com. Super Bowl 56 is coming up this Sunday. And uh, have, we, have, have we established our plans? We are going to the social, correct? Correct. That is correct. That is where we will be. Uh, if anybody else wants to join us, feel free to message me. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at the Flostradamus with no W. I was today years old when I realized my Twitter handle did not have a W in it. What? I went to search myself and realized I had misspelled my own Twitter handle. Oh, no, Flostradamus. No, somebody else owns it. I just forgot. Ah, uh, I got you. I remembered I offered the guy like eight dollars, and he told me to. <laughs> he told you to pound sand. Yeah, pretty much. No way, dude. That's like four followers. Like, come on, bro. Eight dollars. Yeah, that I mean, was, I, that was I, your I, limit. You weren't going more. I, I mean, I didn't even really offer that. I was like, hey. Could I have that, please? <laughs> and he was like, no. 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 Sorry about that. Uh, all right. So we will be at the social in East Asheville on Sunday. I believe they've got an all-you-can-eat uh, buffet going on, $20 cover charge. And, of course, the game's going to be on all 80 of their television. They don't yep. have that many televisions. It's, and it's, it's gonna, a lot, and It will be on the gigantic screen. Yes. The super screen. Yeah, the super projector screen uh, up on the stage. Are we going to be live streaming? No. No. No, I, 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 not even a little bit. Well, we'll be there hanging out. You get to see us off camera. Excellent. Excellent. We're going to enjoy the game, Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. I think it's got all the makings of one of the greatest. I think it's going to be a high-scoring, high-flying kind of a game. And I'm still not sure which way I'm leaning. Oh, I know exactly. <laughs> Jeremy's which way already I'm Jeremy's already leaned. He's already uh, made public his pick. Oh no, I He's haven't. A, made, I haven't made it public yet. Oh no, no, no. I have something much. I have something much more drastic for that. Okay. I feel like it'll be Friday. I, I feel like you've made it public because I didn't say I hadn't implied it. You're, you've implied it very, very strongly. What? Chad can up said, hey, $8. That's a 15-pack of Keystone Light. There you go. You're not wrong. Keystone Light. I don't know that I've ever had one of those. Ah, uh, you know. You not messing much? could do worse. I, I've seen me drink worse. Is Recently. It, is it better or worse than Natty? Natty, mm. natty Ice? The only, versus- <laughs> the, the only perk of, of Natty is that you can say, I'm drinking a Natty Daddy. And it rhymes, and yeah, after about nine of them, it becomes real funny. Right. Other than that, it's kind of interchangeable. We've already done two uh, two position matchups so far this week. We did the uh, Bengals offense against the Rams defense yesterday. Um, the lean on that, where, where was your lean? 
On which one? On the Bengals offense against the Rams defense. I would give the advantage to the Bengals slightly. Bengals slightly. I think I'm on the Rams slightly in that one. And then on Monday, we talked about the reverse of that. The Rams offense against the Bengals defense. And I want to say I'm leaning toward the Cincinnati Bengals having the edge in this one, despite the stars that they have on the L.A. side. And my lean on that would be if they can get home with four, it's massive advantage Bengals. If not, and they have to send an extra blitz, blitzer, it's massive advantage Rams. Right. That's one of those games within the game that within five minutes you'll go, uh oh, or oh. Coming up that tomorrow, we're things. gonna coming up tomorrow, we're gonna break down the uh, the head coaches, correct? And then on Friday, yeah, I have a uh, I have a sweeping declaration about Zach Taylor that I am reasonably sure Bengals fans are not gonna like, and oh, it no. shouldn't surprise you coming out of my mouth even a little bit. Well, no, I mean you've hated Zach Taylor since uh, you know since day one. I think not a fan, not not a big but fan. You're here. But so he has it, it, he is he is spat in my face the entire time. Exactly right. I think he's proven you wrong a little bit this year. You got to give him some credit for what Cincinnati has been able to do, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Doesn't hurt that they got generational players in the draft. But uh, I have to give who credit? Zach Taylor. That's a weird way of saying Joe Burrow, but okay. <laughs> and coming up after uh, just a bit outside, we are going to uh, talk about the special teams. Who's got the advantage in the uh, the kicking and return games for Super Bowl 56 coming up this Sunday in Los Angeles. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. All right, there are a lot of players, uh, former NFL players, that are involved in this, uh, the, this, the, the, and getting into the marijuana business, getting into you know investing. A Julio or not Julio Jones? What's that? Roddy White. It's the other Atlanta receiver. Roddy White's a big investor in uh, in, in CBD and and legal marijuana and stuff like that. Um, he's not the only one. There are a whole bunch of them. We talked about the NFL paying money, got like a billion dollars or whatever it is to to research cannabinoids and stuff. Uh, but there are some that choose not to go down the legal path. And uh, former, I believe he was a number two pick in the NFL draft, Greg Robinson. He's he's doing crimes, and you should not do crimes. Well, his crime was uh, highway robbery that he stole from the Rams for as many years as he did. Bingo. By the way, Greg Robinson was the first one where I went, hey, I'm not so bad at this. Because I watched what little I had seen of him, because I didn't do this for a living at the time. I went, but why are you taking him so high? <laughs> you knew that wasn't going to work? No, I was not a big fan of that one. No, well, sure at 29 years old, Greg Robinson is in trouble with the law. There was a traffic stop uh, down in Louisiana, and Greg Robinson was, well, he had he had some illegal drugs on him. And, you know, that's not too out of the norm we see players, former players, people struggling with addiction, things like that, getting in trouble all the time. However, uh, that led to a search warrant at his apartment, and here is what they found. Uh, they found $120,810 worth of drugs that include... Th- I, I, okay, before you say this, I want to know, who added that up? Like, who did you have to call to add that up? Like, they put it on a scale. Uh, fourth billion... Seven hundred and nineteen cents. <laughs> well, the cops do that. 
The, just round it off. The estimated street value, $120,810 worth of drugs. They found in his, in his property, so it was multiple properties, they found three pounds of crystal meth, 2.2 pounds of cocaine, nearly 40, 40 pounds of marijuana, four grams of crack cocaine, 227 doses of hydrocodone, and 48 doses of oxycodone, and 18 doses of a generic form of Xanax. He has been, well, slapped with a whole mess of charges. Was, this was at his house? It was a few properties, so it could have been like storage sheds or what, who knows. Who was he renting them to? Gary Busey and Charlie Sheen? <laughs> no. Uh, well, obviously, this leads to uh, this leads to charges of intent it's, to it's distribute crimes. when you have that much. There's pretty obvious that you're intending to distribute those. Uh, those. So, yeah, he's... Uh, He's in custody, 29 years old. Sad story about Greg Robinson. Jeez. Well, I'll give Don't you a pranks. reason to be excited. Okay. At least one Tampa Bay Buccaneer is going to be at the Super Bowl. Really? Unfortunately, it's probably your least favorite one. Antonio Brown is starting his post-NFL career with a new role uh. as the president of Kanye West's newly founded Donda Sports Organization. <laughs> his first act as president... He bought the owner's suite at the Super Bowl. Did he really? For $2.2 million. Yep. Okay. Look, I'm not going to tell you how to run your business. If you want to go do that, okay. I don't even, I would love to know who were the other candidates where you went, Antonio Brown wins. (laughs) It's Gary Busey. Charlie Shane. Nope. I'd probably give it to him. But you know what? Kanye West could have said, I'm doing it. And I would have gone, I've heard you say some crazy things. You're still less crazy than Antonio Brown. Greg Robinson. By the way, anybody that throws that mental health thing at me again, he has said he is not out of his mind about mm-hmm. nine times. Mm-hmm. So he at least has the awareness of the things he does. Methinks he doth protest too much. I think there's got to be some screws loose in there. So this was a $2.2 million suite, 18-person, six VIP seats that were $195,000 a piece. Jeez. It's going to be a lot. It's a a high-end way to watch the Super Bowl. Personally, I'm going to watch it from the social for, I don't know what the percentage of that is, but it's way lower. Right. Mine is 20 U.S. doll hairs. His was 2.2 million doll hairs. Wow. I like the value of my, and they feed me. I'm getting the value here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, good Lord, who knows what the what the food costs at the Super Bowl. Like, that's Look, one of those things, not, if you've never been involved in it, if you've never booked a suite or anything, like, the prices for the food, they are astronomical. I mean, you think concessions cost a lot at these games? Wait till you see what the what the food and the sweets cost. I would love, and look, I'm not a television producer. I, you know, I have some ideas from time to time that tend to go okay. But if I worked at a network like E or one of those, my number one fall hit would be Antonio Brown and Kanye West boardroom at Donda. Just. You don't even have to produce anything. Just put a camera in the room and listen to them talk to each other. Right. 
It might be the mes- the best documentary series since The Office. And I'll even volunteer to be the little uh, the the just to pop up and go. They really think that this is not for show. A hundred percent. This is a real life conversation that they had. They should a hundred percent do it like those old uh, those, those old shows on VH1. Remember where they brought in all the celebrities? You had like Danny Bonaducci and uh, Tanya Harding and just random people commenting on the ridiculous things that they saw. You should do that. Uh, I, I, it's about the only way I would watch a television show at this point. Other than streaming it. I mean, you stream a lot oh, of shows. Oh, yeah. I'll stream it for days. If I have to wait a week, I'll have, I, I will have lost interest <laughs> in that long ago. You'll just wait till the end of the season and watch them all together. I've been in the midst of... Uh, HWA and I started a new show, and we didn't realize it was still running. So now we've gotten to the point of... Well, now we have to wait on episodes. Oh. I don't even remember the characters' names. It's been four days. She asked me a question the other day, and I went, you know, the the one with the gray hair. I, I don't know his name. <laughs> Is this that FBI show you were telling me about? Yes. Okay. It's, okay, I don't know what to do. Like, just give me the, just put the whole series together and then put it out. Four seasons, 50 seasons, I don't care. How did you ever survive before this? Well, because I wasn't nearly as busy back then, and frankly, I wasn't quite as stupid as I am now. So, I, I don't remember things well. Yeah, alcohol does kill brain cells. That's what. <laughs> Unless it's draft prospects, and then I can tell you what their pet parakeet's name is. Very true. Speaking of that, four of our uh, latest mock drafts go live at six o'clock after the happy hour today. AFC South: Jacksonville Jaguars, Houston Texans, Indianapolis Colts. And Tennessee Titans. If you are not yet subscribed to the YouTube channel, you can do that right now. Just go to the sportsocracy.com, click on the live video link. That'll take you to the YouTube stream. And just click that little uh, subscribe button. It's all it takes. Super Bowl 56 coming up this Sunday in uh, SoFi Stadium. I know we're all looking forward to the halftime show. Uh, that's really all it's, I care about. It's the I highlight. care about two things. I care that the Bengals win and that I have a very comfortable seat to watch the halftime show and if you join us at the social there is only about a 14 minute period here i'm not gonna be super social there's no talking no I, you talk all you want to no Just preferably I, be at least 10 to 15 feet away from me i think we should get we should get the management down with every, we make an announcement yeah, right before the halftime show starts no talking everybody show your respect to the or maybe we just make a viewing room in the back like uh, there's a little there's a dark room back there maybe the people like me that are really invested in the halftime show we go watch it back there yeah yeah that, that could you work talk about whatever you want to well we want care. it on the big speakers it's got to be on the big speakers yeah i mean that would help but i don't really care yeah anyway so let's talk about the special teams special teams units from each team um i i mean both these teams have really good kickers i mean evan mcpherson is He's he's a rising kicking star. Is that twelve is that for twelve in the playoffs? Oh, he's and he's got the chance to break the all time record of the most uh, most field goals kicked in a postseason over Adam Vinatieri. All he needs is three more to break that record. Pretty solid choice out of Florida in this past draft by the Cincinnati Bengals, and then on the other side you got Matt Gay for the Los Angeles Rams, who's. One of the one of the most steady kickers in the league. I there, think he was. There's only one kicker that's a person in this draft. There's one kicker per draft that's a person. Oh, okay. I, in armchair commentary, and I decided that we have a tagline for this cow, for this kicker. His name's Jordan Stout. 
Uh, he's from Penn State, and we go mullets out for Jordan Stout. Oh, yeah. Okay. So every time he kicked in the senior ball, I just take my hat off. Excellent mullets Let out for Jordan Stout. <laughs> uh, so, is there a distinct advantage? Yes. Yes, and, there is. And does it go to the L.A. Rams? No. No. It doesn't. You would think that it would go to the veterans. You would think that. Right. If you look at the analytics, the Rams were 20th in the NFL, special team-wise, mm-hmm. and that was exponentially better at the end of the year than it was at the beginning. I, if I'm not mistaken, if you look at just the playoff games in the last three games of the regular season, they're like ninth. But over the course of the entire season, there is a drastic advantage to the Bengals. Do you know where they rank in the NFL? And this is everything. This is punt return, kick return, all of it. Uh, 16. Five. Five? They are five. What factors into that? Just the length of the returns? Uh, No, it's all of it. It's the way it's blocked. It's everything. You know me. I'm going to go the most analytical way possible. Of course. Now, I also just found out that Chris Collinsworth owns Pro Football Focus, and that broke my brain, and now I don't know that I want to use it anymore. Yeah, you can't use that anymore. Here's a guy. Real good on special teams. Uh, I just, up analysis, I just hope this is the last, uh, last Super Bowl we have to hear him. I have a weird feeling, I, and I've thought this for a while, that it was going to get them eventually. Matt Gay is not nearly as good of a kicker as people think he is. Okay. Now, granted, if you take Tampa Bay away, then, you know, and I mean the stadium. Every stadium but Tampa Bay, I think he's like a 90% kicker or something, or 89 or something like that over the course of his career. Right. I have long thought he had one of those Mason Crosby yips games in him. And I have a funny feeling it's going to be Sunday. Really? I don't know. I have absolutely nothing to back that up. It's just a gut feeling I've had the entire time. By the way, there is a prop of how many field goals will he miss. I might be in at over one and a half. Really? I might be for a considerable amount. But what makes you think that? I mean, this is a guy who only he only missed two in the regular season. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in him at all. I've seen the bad. And there's just, I thought it was going to happen against San Francisco, and it didn't. It's a gut. Mm-hmm. That, that's really all I've got, because okay. it's a gut. I've seen this kid go completely off the rails, and I like him. I liked him when he came out in the draft. Kid out of Utah. About as likable as he can possibly be. But he's really maddeningly inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Punter-wise, Kevin Huber hasn't been as good as you would as you would want. He's regressed over the course of the year, and Johnny Hecker has improved over the course of the year. Yeah. The return game, I don't think either one is really good. I don't think so. There's either. a prop bet for longest kick return. I think it's 26 and a half yards or something like that, which is insane. I could go under. I probably would, too. I'd go under. I, I mean, I've, I saw yesterday a lot going on or going around about um, the odds on the kickoff being returned. Not, not being returned for a touchdown, but just being returned, period. And the odds were something ridiculous, like plus 600 or something, that it's even going to be returned. And I don't. I, I think the NFL has done enough to eliminate the kicking game, despite the report that came out the other day that it's still the kickoffs are still responsible for, you know, 30% of the concussions and injuries that we've had this year. Which is insane because only one out of every six kicks are even returned. Right. 
That's the weirdest stat I've seen all year. So it's it's not that big a deal. The question is who field position wise, with two offenses this good, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. All right, so you pin Joe Burrow deep. And is is there still a path where there's not one half of the field where you are at a marked disadvantage? Right. No. <laughs> oh, I love the people that watch this show. There are comments sometimes that happen that I just so happen to see in passing that there is absolutely no no way I can say on this show. They make me laugh. Yeah. You too can get in on the uh, on the discussion on the chat. Just go to thesportsocracy.com and uh, click on that live video link. Hit the subscribe button. I, and again, I'm trying to say all of these things without giving my, my lean. I just have a gut feeling that Matt Gay is, there have been too many kicks that I've seen where it's like, man, that looked ugly. Just didn't look right. Right. And I have a funny feeling that he's going to have a shot to either win this game, tie this game, something late. And that's where I think you're going to see it. Hmm. Okay. That's how I think this game goes. Meanwhile, the kicking game for the Cincinnati Bengals, you got this... uh, you got this. Little, oh, that would be this the greatest story kid ever. over here. This little pipsqueak that's about five foot four that has literally nine feet tall and bulletproof. Evan McPherson has the same confidence on a regular day that most of us have after fourteen alcoholic beverages. Yep. And that kid's the one that wins the Super Bowl. That would be the perfect narrative. And now, get- this is not a Disney movie, so I don't think that's going to happen. That's why he fits in so well with the Cincinnati Bengals. They they all have it. And it all starts with their quarterback, Joe Burrow. But, yeah, ever since hearing the story of Evan McPherson kicking the walk-off field goal in the playoffs, was that the Tennessee game? Yes. Where he just said, hey, we're going to the AFC Championship. Before he even went on the field to kick the thing, that's what he told Joe Burrow. I, you got to respect a kid with those kinds of cojones. Well, I mean, and, and, and just since you mentioned this about the, the end zone ball, I actually heard this too, and I'm glad Chad can upset it in our comments. Pat McAfee, basically, who is the total authority on all things foot-to-football yes. related yes. Uh, for the brand, the ball that they kick off with, the opening kickoff ball, it's not a K-ball. There's almost no way this thing goes in the back of the end zone. And now, I didn't know that until I heard him say it. Now, yeah, that might be, I might have to put a, might have to put a shekel on that. Yeah. I never thought about that because they do show the ball on the tee. So it's one of those ceremonial. Oh, yeah. Wasn't warmed up by the nope. team. If you've never seen the process of what they do to a K-ball, kicking ball, uh-huh. uh, there was a, I think it was a YouTube video I saw. Those things go through the ringer. I might have to go check this out. It's what do they insane. Do they like, put it in they like, like vices roll about and stuff? a rolling pin and all kinds of craziness. Really? Yeah. And it could be old for all I know. It could be completely fake. Yeah, can't trust anything you see on the interweb just because you see it on the internet. Doesn't mean it's true. Yeah, but no, it is a it is a brand new ceremonial kickoff ball that has never been touched. It's never been kicked. It's it's you know perfect amount of uh, per- perfect amount of air in it, and it's uh, really really hard. And Antonio Brown has already offered to buy it for two point two million dollars. Because <laughs> why not when you got money to blow? Yeah, what are you gonna do? You know, you too can get a uh, can get a suite for the Super Bowl. I saw this yesterday. Uh, it would cost you and twenty six of your friends almost a million dollars 
to get like one of the crappy sweets. A crappy sweet? Well, you know what I mean. So it's far, not they don't have. It's one not the owner's suite, so it probably doesn't have all the bells and whistles. I'm not saying that they have crappy places in the stadium. I mean, obviously they spent that much money. To they're build still it. pretty sweet. Of course, they're pretty sweet. That's why they call them sweets, right? You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. We got Jeremy's picks of the night coming up next. Green on green, and uh, so last night was a. Was 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 a kiss well, your sister? All I had to do was put the money on the teams to win the game because they both won by twenty plus. The Hawks were up forty nine to twenty with ten minutes to go in the second quarter, and I'm looking at that going, "Well, that's that's house money, right?" Stop scoring! I still had starters in with like five minutes to go. Like, okay, it's water boy time. You're up thirty. Daddy's got an under to hit. All right, we'll see if uh, see if we can make it a uh, perfect night tonight in the green on green coming up next here on ESPN Asheville. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Coffee's the closers only. Get them the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Well, last night was the best of intentions, and I was right. The two depleted trade gutted teams were awful unfortunately the teams they were playing kept scoring and we didn't go over went two and two last night puts me at 46 48 and two against the spread on the year i got four picks for you in the nba first one the oklahoma city thunder are a 10 and a half point dog tonight at home against toronto this team covers the spread really really well and toronto doesn't no real difference between home and road. I understand why the number's so high. It's just too big. Even without Shea Gilligas-Alexander, the Thunder have enough players to keep this competitive. I could see this being a backdoor cover where they're down 16 with six minutes to go. Wind up losing by nine. Give me the Thunder plus ten and a half. The Golden State Warriors are a two-point dog tonight at Utah. No Rudy Gobert equals Utah is poopy. They are terrible defensively without him. <laughs> And you're telling me I catch two points just because we're on the road with Steph Curry? Yeah, sign me up for that. Give me the Warriors plus two. Finally, the L.A. Lakers are a 10-point favorite tonight at Portland. Over-under is 223.5. The important thing is to learn from your boo-boos. Portland is worse than either of the two teams I did this against last night. They're going to get slaughtered. Fan base is angry that you traded C.J. McCollum. This number hasn't gone up enough. Give me the Lakers minus the 10. Over 223 and a half. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you.
And as always, you can take those wagers over to BetUs.com. BetUs.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY and get a 125% deposit bonus on top of whatever you put in there up to $2,500. If you put in 100 U.S. doll hairs, they will give you 125 U.S. doll hairs in free play credits that you can use on all the Green on Green picks, or you can wager against me and keep hoping I do stupid things like taking the under against two teams that couldn't defend five desk lamps. BetUs.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY. Uh, so I, I did have to go to the doctor this morning, so I missed my weekly weigh-in. I'm going to do that this weekend, so Jeremy, you and I will be back on the same schedule, at least for a week. Uh, when we go into weigh-in at PhD Weight Loss, it, it it's no pressure. It's not like they're harping on you, uh, you know, about how you did this week. It's all about how you're going to do down the road. And one of those things, as a, as a fat guy who has gone through a lot of, uh, you know, trying to lose the weight, getting down on yourself is not the way to go about this. And having support like they give you a PhD weight loss, it's, it's it just can't be compared. Uh, I had a bit of a bumpy week last week between different things that we did on the show but they gave me all the things i needed to get back on track this week doing much better can't wait till saturday when i find out exactly how much i have lost this week in just over two and a half months jeremy and i combined have lost 50 pounds on this program we have a combined weight loss goal of 200 pounds by the time we are done by the time we reach our goal and because of dr ashley lucas and her great staff over at phd weight loss we both believe that we can do it and we believe that you can do it as well if you need to make a change go to myphdweightloss.com that's myphdweightloss.com the 2021 nfl draft was i mean it was fun some teams uh, did really well but now we're looking back going who made a mistake or what players did they miss on jeremy has sat down he's done the redraft of the 2021 draft so we'll talk about that and and what changed and and just opine about what could be different for each of these teams we'll go 32 to 1 you'll realize very quickly how many good players came out of this draft absolutely we got uh, more coming on the way after the sports center update right here on espn Asheville. this is the sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iheart radio app seen everywhere at the sportsocracy.com he's a degenerate gambler you are a smelly pirate hooker and he's cheaper than oxygen he's useless but somehow they make it work jeremy green tank spencer there's no holding back in the sportsocracy presented by ingles supermarkets And welcome back into the Ingalls studio here on ESPN. Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. You are in the Sportsocracy. I'm Tank Spencer. Jeremy Green is alongside, as always. And we are not only heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, but we are seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click on that live video link, hit the subscribe button as well, so you get all of our content that's coming out over the uh, over the coming weeks. Lots of draft content coming your way. We got seven round post senior bowl mock drafts all laid out by Mr. Flostradamus himself. And uh, we've got AFC South videos coming out after the program today. And of course, after the happy hour as well, that'll be coming up immediately following this show, as it does each and every uh each and every day, weekday. Uh Way Forward Wednesday. 
is what we do on Wednesdays, and this is the off-season previews for each team in the NFL. This week, we've got another set of eight, one from each division, so hang around with us on the YouTube channel for that. Right now, though, Jeremy, you sat down and did a redraft of the 2021 draft. So after one year, normally normally you don't do this, right? Oh, no, I do. You do? I do, the, I do this every year. Uh, do it after one year, after three years, after five years. Okay. I thought you were mostly just focused on the, the – after a few years. Because it's hard It's hard to tell with some guys after a year whether or not they deserve that not pick really. or not. Really? Not really. Who are you questioning? Name me one player that went in the first round that you're going, I have no idea what he is. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, would there are say, a couple answers to I'll that. I'd say possibly like J.C. Horn who got hurt. Uh, J.C. Horn, before he got hurt, good. Yeah. Be fine. Uh, he will be featured in these 32 selections. Mm-hmm. There's just not many guys that catch you by surprise. Now, there are some that don't play, and they get pushed out, and then they reappear down the line. There's not many guys that go in the first round that you start to really question. Mm-hmm. Jamin Davis was one for you. Uh, bad. Yeah, he, he will not be featured. If I had done a seven-round redraft, he might have appeared at the tail end of it. All right. Oh, that was so right about that kid. You I are- do this every year where there's a guy that I, I just waffle on because everybody tells me I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And oh, I was so right. I had him in the fifth round, and that's exactly where he belonged. <laughs> I I've seen uh I've seen a few writers uh go through and do their do their redrafts but as somebody said in the comments earlier at the uh at the sportsocracy.com on the YouTube video um when it comes to drafting all you got to do you're one source it's Flostradamus. Uh that was from Armchair Commentary. Yeah. Uh he watched the Patriots. Uh so I did a redraft for the Patriots and they had probably my third favorite class of every team mm-hmm. and his comment was if you ever need somebody to prove that you're that you don't go homer on these things it's this because i watched you through gritted teeth say every one of these names going i could see every bit of this happening yep it would make me so sad <laughs> but mr objective he has redrafted the 2021 nfl draft so you want to start at the bottom and go yes. to the top yeah we'll go 32 to one okay so at number 32 your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, I love this. Javante Williams. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. You, you need a running back because now your quarterback is me. Yep. So this was a little bit. It, the thing about Tampa is that you would have had to have seen this coming. The Joe Troy, Tryon Shoyinka, I just didn't see enough of him. He, he could end up being fine. He did the exact same thing in the NFL that he, that he did on the tape. There would be a great show-out flashy play. And then you could have told me he was abducted by aliens, and I would believe you because I didn't see him right. again. But as a part-time edge rusher, he wasn't bad this year. Had like 10 quarterback hits, five, four or five sacks, something like that. He wasn't bad. But being a Tar Heel fan, I'm very excited if you if you say we could go back in time and we could get Javante Williams, who to me proved like he's going to be a workhorse star quarter, star running back in this league. He was my number two running back last year, and all he did all season long was prove why. So the Bucks go uh, running back Javante Williams with the 32nd pick. 31st pick, you got the Ravens taking edge rusher Aziz Ojolari. And this could have stayed. They, they took Odafe Oa here in the actual first round. It could have stayed the same. Yes. I just saw more of Ojolari than I did of Oa. It was picking nits. If I had done a second round, Oa would have gone in the first two or three picks. Right. So it, very, very close, but I did see more of Ojolari, and he would have fit nicely in that scheme. Mm-hmm. Is this more because of uh, injury issues? 
Cause, no, cause I just saw missed... I saw more as a pass rusher from Ojolari. Okay. He was very, very good, which mm-hmm. didn't surprise me in the least. It, it somewhat surprised me because of how bad the rest of the pass rushers for the Giants were. Mm-hmm. That tells me that he has the future that we thought he did, and he should have gone in the first round. Definitely. So at number 30, this is where the Buffalo Bills come in, and you got them taking edge rusher Quiddy Pay, who originally went to Indianapolis in the first round. Which was, first round. which was not a bad pick. That's the fun of these redrafts. Now, when we get to the top side, you'll see where I think people are dumb. Greg Rousseau just went for, went higher than this. I saw more from Rousseau. I was a big believer in Rousseau going into the process, and I, I, I like him better. Now, Quiddy Pay had a fine year, mm-hmm. some injury problems. Uh, didn't have necessarily the burst that I saw from Rousseau, but I mean, I don't, th- I don't think Buffalo would be objecting if that's how it had wound up. No, I don't either. The Green Bay Packers. Hey, they could have used a. Uh... Great weapon at I'm number 29? Go- I'm literally going to put a weapon with Green Bay every year until Aaron Rodgers either retires or they actually do it. Right. So They took Eric Stokes. Uh, not their pick here. <laughs> Which Eric Stokes was fine, but do you think that Aaron Rodgers could benefit from another guy to throw to, especially in hindsight looking at the injury that happened to his all-pro tight end i think it would have been nice if he had had pat fryermouth to throw to in that four degree game that they lost in the playoffs right fryermouth was in large part what we thought he was uh he, he fits very very well in pittsburgh but if if green bay had it to do all over again i think that's what they would have done yeah uh robert tunyon he, he didn't have the greatest of years yeah change the o to a u if you're gonna be tunyon then be tunyon at number 28, the New Orleans Saints, you got them taking oh, your little boyfriend, Rashad Bateman. There are a ton of receivers in this draft. I didn't actually realize how many it was until I went to do this. Mm-hmm. Rashad Bateman is passed over. The Ravens took him at 27. They took another receiver at 27. New Orleans would probably do anything to go back and not have taken Peyton Turner. Right. <laughs> Can we have a receiver? By the end of the year, I think they were pulling people out of the crowd. Like, hey, can you catch? Uh, the Baltimore Ravens at number 27. They take uh, Elijah Moore, who your Jets drafted in the second round. I had him higher, and then I realized that I forgot a receiver. He was the only one that made me redo this, because originally I had him going to the Raiders, and I realized there was another receiver that I had forgotten. Uh-huh. He falls here. Very electric. Again, very much what we thought he was. Mm-hmm tremendous playmaker just injury issues he's a he's a slight little guy but i guarantee you lamar jackson would be very happy with he's happy with rashad bateman he would probably be ecstatic with elijah moore no doubt and once he gets a groove down going with uh with zach wilson which we saw some at the end of the year i think everything's going to be fine for your jets with elijah moore but uh, in the redraft of the 2021 draft he goes number 27 overall to the baltimore ravens at number 26 you got the Cleveland Browns here, and this is where J.C. Horn comes off. If he hadn't gotten hurt, he would have gone higher. Uh, but there were a couple corners that went in this draft that were just so good. And this is without Nate Hobbs. Nate Hobbs would have been a beginning of the second round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just had so far to go. And I don't know that he can be better than he was this year. But J.C. Horn was he was really good in Carolina before the injury. Uh, Cleveland took Greg Newsom in the actual draft. I don't think they would be overly upset about this, but I did really like Greg Newsom this year. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars at number 25. Uh, don't take Travis Etienne. 
even if he hadn't gotten hurt, still bad decision. Right. You already had a running back. You had one of the best running backs in the league, statistically speaking, from the 2020 season. I still don't understand really why you did this other than, you know, we got the we got Trevor at number one, so we got to give him Travis Etienne. Um, but the Jaguars in this case will get a little bit of protection for Trevor Lawrence in getting Creed Humphrey the center from the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, that's exactly what Kansas City needed was to hit two interior offensive linemen uh, at the end of day two and in day three, and they did. Right. Creed Humphrey, they had two of the top four rated offensive linemen in this draft, and neither one of them went in the top 75. Yeah, that's 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 always that always makes you feel good when your team is well behind them anyway. It's quite the steal. Quite the steals of the draft. Uh, speaking of steals, the Steelers at number 24. Yeah, theirs is real easy. Oh. Hey, you remember that thing you did when we actually did this? Yeah, just do that again. Yeah. Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of taking running backs in the first round, but same narrative with Pittsburgh that I have with Tampa Bay. You don't have a quarterback now, but you do have a bell cow running back. But you don't think as good as Najee Harris was, in hindsight, somebody would take him sooner? No. You'll see why quickly. I mean, the 23 players that go in front of him, I could see all of them being pro bowlers at positions that were markedly more important. Okay, at number 23, the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, now you're just getting lazy. Nope. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings at number 23, the guy who they took at number 23 in the uh, in the actual draft, it's Christian Darasol. Second verse, same as the first. Christian Darasol, in, uh, and he didn't play to start the year, did allow a couple sacks, but I saw the same thing out of him that, I saw him before the draft. Yeah. This is a kid that can be a really good tackle in this league for a long time. He had a rocky start. By the way, this is why Jim Harbaugh was interested in this job. Kevin O'Connell, I'm sure you'll do fine things. For what Jim Harbaugh likes to do, that team was built perfectly. Mm -hmm. There's a reason he talked to the Vikings and not to the Raiders. If he didn't talk to the Raiders. And it's because of the uh, offensive line talent that they have? The line is very good. Okay. Uh, Christian Darrisaw, number 23, to the Minnesota Vikings, just as it happened before. The, tw- the uh, Tennessee Titans at 22, you got them taking cornerback Asante Samuel Jr. You, you know it would be cool if you took a corner in the first round and they, like, played. That would yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Tennessee took Caleb Farley, and he played a handful more snaps than I did. I think he'll be fine, but he had an injury coming in. We talked about it mm-hmm. at nauseum before the draft. Yep. And I'm sure they would love to go back and take Asante Samuel, a guy that we were quite fond of going into the process. Yep. Uh, it, I, 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 that's the number one thing I harped on with Tennessee last year was why. Why did you Why did you take a guy who's coming off of a back surgery? At number 21, the Indianapolis Colts. Again, they went with Quiddy Pay in the original draft. In the redraft here, they're going with another edge rusher, but they're getting the one that Buffalo got, so they just swapped him here, Gregory mm-hmm. Rousseau. Rousseau was very, very good. I mean, that young line for Buffalo, there's a reason that you keep seeing Buffalo get deep in the playoffs. It's because they draft just obnoxiously well, in spite of the fact that they pick at the back end of the first round. Mm-hmm. Rousseau was, if you remember the first mock I did, Rousseau was the third pick in the draft. I do. I had him going to Miami because I was drunk on Greg Rousseau and it never stopped happening. I just had to keep pushing him down because people didn't like there was a conditioning thing with him. Okay, just somebody hire me. All right. Like I'll tell you things. 
Yeah, there was. I'm a, a nerd. I don't have a life. This is literally what I do all the time. Right. There was a conditioning thing. There were also the fact that he always had somebody on the other side of him at Miami that was also really, really good. Um, Kadarius Tony to the New York the Giants. Last need that they needed. I mean, so you put you put Brian through it. After again. the after the original draft, mm-hmm. and now you're saying, "Yep, yeah, they should." That's what it's they're exactly going to do what again. They should have done. He's the best weapon on that team. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Now, did he have some injury issues? Yeah. Had some camp issues too. I still don't know what they were, but mm-hmm. didn't really make his presence known until later in the year. Right. But with the ball in his hands, he is incredibly tough to bring down. I don't think the Giants would do anything different. Okay. At number nineteen, the Washington Commanders. They took a linebacker. Yeah, he wasn't they, the right took linebacker. The wrong one. And I love this because this is the guy I kept saying on draft and during our draft coverage is why is this guy not getting drafted? And he only showed this year that you should have drafted him higher. It's uh, Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa. Somebody just pointed at something out to me. I'll have to. I'll have to resolve. I, I have two JC horns. Oh, do you? Yeah, I don't know how I did that. I, I don't either. Must have been looking at the wrong thing and put the wrong name in. I had to figure out who was supposed to go where. Hot. Yeah, Jeremiah Wusukormoa had a uh, he had a heart issue before the draft that pushed him down. That's the only reason. Mm-hmm. He was everything you thought he would be and more. And I guarantee you, if Washington had it to do over again, that's exactly who they would have taken. I don't think there's any doubt about that. At number eighteen, you got the Miami Dolphins, and they get an edge rusher. Jalen Same Phillips. one they took. Yeah. He had eight and a half sacks, and six of them were in three weeks. Mm-hmm. So there was a very nice part of the season where he went ballistic for the rest of the year. I mean, he was fine. Just wasn't as good as you would like it to have been. Now, see, this next pick at number 17 with Las Vegas Raiders, I feel like my Raiders derision would have been way less had they actually made this pick in the draft rather than reaching on Alex Leatherwood. Oh, you mean the guy that I said repeatedly was going to be the steal of the draft? Yep. Amon Ross St. Brown. Yep. I cannot for the life of me figure out how people didn't figure it out with him. I don't either. I liked him a lot in the draft process. I saw everything out of him this year that I that I thought he could be. And that was with Jared Goff as his uh, as his quarterback. Could you imagine how good he'd be if he actually had a quarterback that we believed in, at least many of us believe in, in uh, Derek Carr? Amonra St. Brown at number 17 to the Las Vegas Raiders. It definitely would have helped in hindsight with everything that they went through this past year. At number 16, it's the Arizona Cardinals. And we'll tell you who they picked in the 2022, the 2021 redraft by Flostradamus Jeremy Green coming up next right here on ESPN Asheville. Did you know Select Ingalls Markets now offer curbside service? Shopping has never been easier with all the quality and service you expect from Ingalls. Visit ingalls-markets.com to find a store near you and start shopping. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. 
I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. The Sportsocracy. Who are we going to cheer for on Sundays now? Nobody! It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Yeah, I got nobody to cheer for anymore. Except for the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. we got Super Bowl coming up this Sunday. Don't forget to join us down at the social in East Asheville. Uh, they're going to have spreads set out there. There's a $20 cover charge. You can come on down. Send us a note. Let us know you're coming. We'll let them know that you're coming with us. Who's coming with me? That's all we want to know. We're doing the 2021 NFL redraft a year out from the draft, and Jeremy sat down and went, you know, some of these picks were just absolutely wrong in hindsight. And I'm glad that you got uh, JOK in there, Jeremiah Wusu koromoe into the first round uh, to the Washington Commanders instead of Jamin Davis, who I think, well, that was your worst pick of the first round, wasn't it? I gave that an R. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been rated R because children should not have been allowed to see it. Right. We have worked our way up to number 16 in the draft, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, just a note, during the break, I figured out where the uh, the kerfuffle was because okay. I had two teams take J.C. Horn. The Browns took Eric Stokes, not J.C. Horn. Gotcha. I, I guess I was looking at one and typed the, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, they are right beside each other. So I see how you did that on the graphic. So at number 26, next to the Browns, that should say Eric Stokes, the cornerback out of Georgia. Uh, I'm working to rectify it, but, you know. That's fine. Technology. It's, it, look, it's, it, it, it's fine. We all get it. We've corrected the record. Let's move on. Let's talk about the number 16 pick in the 2021 NFL uh, redraft. The Arizona Cardinals, Greg Newsom. Who originally went to the Cleveland Browns. I absolutely loved him. Uh, Poor New England, you drafted the rookie of the year runner-up. Well, he's not here this time. He doesn't make it out of the top ten. Ooh. But he doesn't go to the team that I keep getting told he would go to. Okay. So, Greg Newsom, he popped on tape for you in college. His What did his rookie year tell you? That he's going to be a longtime star? I, I, I do believe he is. Uh, that's a very talented defense, so it can cover up some ills, but he was very good. And, you know, he was better than Zayvon Collins, which is where they went in the actual draft, who is conspicuous by his absence in this. Right. And at number 15, the New England Patriots, who all we, know, we all know got Mac Jones. They don't get a quarterback here, but they get a cornerback in J.C. Horn, who originally went to the Carolina Panthers in the draft. J.C. Horn... He played really well up until the injury and then missed most of the season. And I, I think people forget that he's still part of the equation. Because I've heard a lot of you know I've I've heard a lot of people talking about, well, what are we gonna do with the secondary with Stephon Gilmore and Dante Jackson and all of that? CJ Henderson. You remember you have JC Horn. He's coming mm-hmm. back from injury. Yeah. So you you've got a bright future in the secondary. It's very true. But in this one, I mean JC Horn with the New England Patriots, he fits Bill Belichick, 
I th- the funny thing is that he played with the guy I compared him to, which is Stephon Gilmore. Mm-hmm. I think that is his, his, how good he can be in the NFL. At number 14, your New York Jets, Devontae Smith. Yeah. Little, just a little feller. A little well, spindly feller. He was very good. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the thing oh, about Devontae course. Smith was that there was absolutely no bust in him because he was such a good route runner. He is a little thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jets actually took Elijah Vera Tucker, who was, in large part, good. Yep. But he's still a guard. Uh, and in this, they could have taken Elijah Vera Tucker with their second-round pick. That wouldn't have happened in real life, but after the in, in the real draft, but in the redraft, he does fall that far. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. There was no way he was going to make it out of the actual draft or out of the first round of the actual draft. Uh, at number thirteen, if this had happened on draft night, I think we all would have lost our minds. The Los Angeles Chargers get Penne Sewell at number thirteen. Uh. We'd have had a conniption fit if he'd have fallen that far, and that's we'd all been after looking, a year. That's where he should have gone. We'd all been looking at the uh, ga- looking for gas mask pictures on social media, or because so- something has happened to this what we touted as a generational left tackle. Mm-hmm. And he was very good. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't as good as another tackle that was drafted, which is. Who takes his place in the top 10? In the top 10. Okay. At number 12, the Dallas Cowboys get Patrick Sertan, who... They Which is who they wanted, by the way. That is true. That's exactly who they wanted. It just didn't fall that way. And it actually worked out quite nicely for them. Uh, yeah. And you got so. the defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. I would say it worked out well for them. But uh, at number 12, Cowboys getting Patrick Sertan. Sertan had a really good year in Denver. And I feel like he's just going to be the next big secondary star of the franchise. Like, he is, he's their next Champ Bailey. You agree? I do. Okay. I think he's very, very good. And number 11. This is our quarterback. This is our first quarterback that we've gotten to. This is the last quarterback since we're going in reverse order. And really? Yeah, the, Davis Chica- Mills. the Chicago mm-hmm. Bears at number eleven would take Davis Mills in the first round mm-hmm. because the other five went in the top five, went mm-hmm. in the top ten. So Davis Mills falls there, quarterback falls in their lap, and I'll be really honest with you, I did this five or six times. Davis Mills never fall, never fell past fifteen. Really, ever? Hmm. I there was an, and I'll be honest with you, looking, I've seen a lot of these redrafts. I don't think I've seen him fall out of the top twenty yet. Interesting. Everybody talks about how oh Houston's got to have a quarterback. Do they? It's not, not like you're putting any quarterback in a position to succeed with that dog water roster they have. True. So just stick with what you got because he wasn't that bad. He had some really good games. He had some really bad games. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. So did Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, and Zach Wilson. Oh, and yeah. Justin Fields. Uh, way more bad games than they had good and games. And Mac had bad games too when it was cold outside. When it got cold, he got not nearly as good. <laughs> so Davis Mills would be uh, front goes from third round pick to top eleven mm-hmm. pick in the draft, and All he's right. just armchair commentary just said it in the uh, in our YouTube chat. He's better than you think he is. Yeah, and he's not, he's pretty well regarded around NFL circles. Yeah, it's because he's in Houston with a dog do team that we don't believe in. Yeah, and he's got one weapon to play with and. He actually did really well with that weapon. Mm-hmm. I just think back to the New England game. 
At number 10, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. And we'll tell you who they picked coming up after we get weird. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, Florida man does crimes, so it's got to make the weird news story. On Monday, a man was arrested in Naples, Florida, when he went into a bar and got drunk. It wasn't that he just got drunk. I mean, Jeremy does that all the time. It's that he goes in and he starts accosting people inside the bar and screaming that he's Mick Jagger. At one point, he went to another bar and tried to interrupt a live performance on stage. I guess he wanted to get up there and do that duck lip chicken walk thing that uh, that Mick Jagger does. And, of course, they called the cops. Cops come. He's been, He's intoxicated. They couldn't even take him to jail because he was so drunk. Because at that point, police become liable for yeah, you injuries. Had to take him to the hospital, right? Had to it's take always him to a the bad hospital. sign when you get when you when you're putting handcuffs and in an ambulance. Not saying from personal experience, just not not right. saying from personal experience. He may have had a a scuff or two as well because a struggle did ensue when they tried to take him into custody and they put him in in the squad car. And what did he do? Reversal of fortune. Yeah, he just he lost it all over the back seat of the police cruiser and now this this guy is uh sitting in jail today. He's definitely a beast of burden. But um pumped. Yeah, thank you. Uh my story also crimes. My story also crimes in Florida. A thirty eight year old Florida man was just putting in a good faith effort to search for his own vehicle. Okay. At least that's what he told police. Uh-huh. After the car he stole was hit by a train and pushed into a nearby home. Oh. Police said the man claimed he stole the car in a good faith effort to search for his own vehicle after leaving a bar early Saturday in Martin County, around 50 miles north of West Palm Beach, which is where the car he stole was found. Okay. There are a lot of layers of this story, so I'm going to have to do this piece by piece. Okay. One, the person whose car it was did not know who you were that is a very relevant part of the story you cannot borrow someone's car to search for your car if they don't know you (laughs) that's kind of important but i needed it so after the crash uh, because apparently the car stalled out on railroad tracks and was hit by an oncoming train well after that happened the man well he, he still needed to find his car so he stole a forklift from a nearby fruit stand, which he also vandalized with his own name. Oh, wonderful. Okay, if you're if if you're gonna spray paint something, why are you spray painting your own name? Just I was here. Like you're doing the police's job for them. Right. Don't do crimes. What did he go like full name? Did he go first, last, middle initial, home address? Oh, no, this this gets worse. I'm not done yet. Oh no. So after he steals the forklift, he sees deputies responding to the train stolen good faith car incident. He flagged them down to let them know he was still looking for his car. Oh, well, wouldn't do that. If you're doing crimes, of which don't do crimes. If you're doing crimes, the last person that you should tell you're doing crimes is local authorities. This might possibly be the, first of all, bad luck. 
dumbest set of crimes I've ever seen in my life. The list of charges is longer than my screen. Yeah. He did a whole mess of crimes at one time. Wow. And he's going to deserve every bit of what he gets. Not good. You just can't do that. You can't do that. Don't borrow things from people you don't know. (laughs) How is that your explanation? Person reports car stolen. Car found in the living room of a home after it was hit by a train. I was just borrowing it and found my car. Uh, that is the that is the equivalent of being pulled over by the police and they say, get out of the car, and you go, I can't you get in. <laughs> not going to go well. No. Not, not going to go your way? Don't nope. do that. Never, never going to go well. Uh, the top 10 of the 2021 NFL redraft here by Flo Stradamus, Jeremy Green, the Philadelphia Eagles with the 10th pick in the draft, Jalen Waddell, not Devontae Smith, but it's Jalen Waddell. Correct. Who had a fantastic year in Miami. I think that would. I think he would fit in great with any team. Jalen Waddle's just so dynamic, and, and I was enamored with him in the pre-draft. I kept comparing him to Tyreek Hill as a receiver at this point in his career. He's better than Tyreek Hill. He can do other things. Tyreek Hill's really a just get the ball in your hands and be really fast. And in the early stages of his career, he couldn't run around to save his life. Jalen Waddle can, and he's that fast and he's that good. Yet again, another Alabama wide receiver ending up with a quarterback that they played with in college. Uh, and if you check out our mock drafts after the uh, uh, happy hour today, you'll see another one of those. At number nine, the Denver Broncos, Justin Fields. If they had it to do over again and you caught George Payton in a place that he had to tell you the truth, he'd say, I screwed up not taking the quarterback. Pat Sertan's great. Mm-hmm. You don't have any options. Denver's going to have to either overpay for Jimmy Garoppolo, who does not fit in that system well, or you're going to have to take Malik Willis. And I'll level with it. Malik Willis is not as good of a prospect as Justin Fields. Wow, that's saying something for the shade you've thrown Justin Fields. Well, and that's one of the th- one of the next stages of draftmas is that I take pros- first-round prospects from the previous three years and I rank them all together. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of quarterbacks in this last draft that would have been the number one in this one. At number eight, you got the Carolina Panthers here, and they get a quarterback in Trey Lance. Surprise, surprise here. If Carolina had to do it, I'm going to say the same exact thing that I said about Denver. If Carolina had to do it over again, they would have taken Trey Lance. They would have just stayed at eight, not made the Darnold move, for the exact same reason that the Jets had to move off of him. Mm-hmm. Nobody with an IQ above salad dressing is telling you that they definitively know Zach Wilson is better than than Sam Darnold. What we all do know he is is way cheaper for three more years. Mm-hmm. So you, ha- you just reset the clock. And that's what bad teams who are bad at quarterback have to do. It's not a, it's, th- That's what I think uh, Matt Rule missed on is – no, we're not saying he's not a good quarterback, because he is. I mean, Sam Darnold is one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the world. He should be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's just not going to be a high-level one. Mm-hmm. Unless he has everything around him, and now he's getting paid. Carolina had, to do it over, had it to do over again? I think they would have done it with Trey Lance. All right. At the uh, number 7 pick, the Detroit Lions take a tackle, but it's not Penn Sewell. It's Rashawn Slater. Yeah, I, I, I missed this one. Uh, if you're going to miss, 
you should miss this good. He's a guard. He's a guard. He's a guard. Yeah, I said that a whole bunch of times. Yeah, you did. And you know what? He isn't a guard. He is a left tackle, and he is a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. He might have played in that debacle known as the Pro Bowl. I am still dumbfounded that any team watched the tape on him and went, yep, left tackle. And they were right. I never doubted how talented he was, if you recall. I just said, I don't think he can play left tackle. Right. Well, I was wrong. Well, the Chargers took him, and he turned out to be a pretty good one for them. The Lions would be in good shape if he was on their line as well. Not saying that they're not in good shape with Penn Asul, but Rashawn Slater, the pick at number seven. At number six, the Miami Dolphins. This is the one I was waiting on. Micah Parsons. I thought he fell too low in the original draft. I get there were some concerns about him, but I I mean, I had a feeling that this guy was going to be unbelievable, and he did nothing to disprove me his entire rookie year. I think him winding up with the uh, with the Miami Dolphins, that would be phenomenal for them. Well, you add Jalen Phillips and you add uh, Micah Parsons. That's, uh, you cranked your pass rush up quite a bit took it to another level at number five the cincinnati Bengals. they got jamar chase in the draft uh and and i want to tell Bengals fans and i'm actually going to pull the graphic down just to say this because i feel like there are a slew of them that have been waiting for me to say this all year long i had the chance to give you penny Sewell. i had the chance to give you rashawn slater and i didn't i was wrong i was wrong i was wrong jamar chase was the right call but he's not here. Kyle Pitts would have been a fine call as well. I was wrong. I was wrong. You did it right. I did yeah. it wrong. Jamar Chase was the right call. Yeah. Uh, Jamar Chase was the home run pick. But Kyle Pitts, he would fit nicely into that system as well. I mean, the first first tight end over 1,000 yards in his rookie season. Can't go wrong with Kyle Pitts. Then, at number four. The Atlanta Falcons. That's the Atlanta Falcons. And in hindsight, they'll go, yeah, we need another wide receiver. Uh, yeah, we need a receiver. And, hey, there's a pretty daggum good one named Jamar Chase that some fat guy in North Carolina didn't like. That's why he's not a scout in the NFL. Right. Do uh, 99 things wrong. If that 100th one is that wrong, that's uh, there you go. Right. And you'll never live that one down. And you do it two years in a row, it'll come back to bite you every time. Yeah. Both with LSU receivers. Uh the Falcons get Jamar Chase would be phenomenal, especially with the situation they find themselves in with Calvin Ridley right now, um, and make that a little bit easier to sw- a little easier of a pill to swallow. Now the top three were all quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and they're all quarterbacks again. But Mac Jones at number three. Are you just trying to make yourself right after you believed the uh, the Mac Jones hype on the day before the no, draft? No, that was a fight between John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan won. John Lynch should have won. Yep. Because if you told me that they had had Mac Jones this year, Mr. I-never-make-a-mistake, and oh, by the way, since we play in San Francisco, I don't have to go outside in the cold, uh, they might be playing the Super Bowl right now. Could have beaten the L.A. Rams had uh, had he been in there instead of Jimmy Garoppolo. The difference that I'm seeing in all of these redrafts and what started this was people keep saying, the Jets should have taken Mac Jones at two. Stop. Stop that. That's the dumbest thing I've heard all week. Mac Jones was good. He was he was the best of the quarterbacks among the rookies. And he was also put in the best situation. Yeah. The only situation that was better than New England would have been San Francisco. And I've thought about this for almost a full day. I think if Mac Jones was the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, 
we would be talking about them playing the Bengals right now and not the Rams. Possibly, but would they would they sacrifice because that's again what they were fighting about mac jones can go right now this team can win right now but trey lance has got the higher ceiling well you would have been in the same position but it would have been much cheaper and that team is built that you just need somebody that runs the system uh great san francisco 49er fan michael whiteside that's also a fan of this team yeah, he's the one that first said that just need somebody's not gonna turn the ball over right. that's what kyle shanahan's offense is predicated on well mac jones is about the best version of that you could possibly have. Well, at number two, the the top two picks stay the same here. Yeah, as yeah. well they should. Yeah. At number two, the New York Jets take quarterback Zach Wilson. Despite the rough start to the season, he showed a lot of promise down the stretch. The the thing that the top two picks have in common is that I saw why they were top two picks. There was high side out of the two of them that you just don't see out of many quarterbacks. Zach Wilson's good was really good. His good uh, beat the Tennessee Titans. Now, Mike White's good, beat the Cincinnati Bengals, but that doesn't really play into my narrative, so we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> right, right. Four wins all year. One of them was against the one seed in the AFC. The other was against the AFC representative in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be a Jets fan sometimes. Yeah. At number one, of course, that leaves Trevor Lawrence. Despite the bad year, he's, he's still got the highest ceiling out of anybody. He would still be one, and nobody would think about it for five seconds Mm -hmm. i've seen mac jones go one in two of these that is absolutely insane yeah i don't understand it even a little bit trevor lawrence still has the higher ceiling of any quarterback he's still a generational talent it's just a question of does jacksonville screw him up which is entirely possible right all right there it is one through 32 your 2021 nfl redraft by Floster Damas, Jeremy Green. And now it's time to check in on uh, Chew on That with Caleb Peak, the SOCON Basketball Championships. Uh, the Ingles SOCON Basketball Championships are coming up in Asheville. You can get your tickets today at SOCONsports.com. And uh, Caleb's going to check in with Dent Bradford of the Asheville Buckham Sports Commission. We welcome you to Johnson City, Tennessee. It is Southern Conference basketball as part of Big Monday, presented by LinkedIn, and it's a showdown of the SoCon. The Furman Paladins are in town to take on the ETSU Buccaneers. And that does it. The streak is over. ETSU snaps the five-game losing skid, wins it over Furman 75-71. National TV, and it's not even tournament season. Not just yet. This is Chew on That, brought to you by Ingalls Markets. Low prices, love the savings. And the fact that Furman ETSU is being carried live on ESPNU as part of the Big Monday series tells you everything you need to know about Southern Conference basketball. It's good. It's really, really good. And now is the time to get your tickets if you want to watch the oldest athletic conference in America. At 101 years old, crown a champion right here in Asheville during one of the most electric tournaments you will ever see. My special guest today is the president of the Asheville Buncombe Regional Sports Commission, Dimp Bradford. Welcome to Chew on That. Thank you for taking the time to join us today, sir. You're obviously all in when it comes to Asheville, North Carolina as the home of the SOCON tournament, but from a marketing and promotional standpoint... What makes Asheville such an ideal location for this? Why do the executives and the men in suits from the Southern Conference love coming here so much to crown a champion? Well, you know, first of all, we are centrally located in the geographic footprint for the Southern Conference. So 
So then you look at so many teams that are within an hour or two's drive, uh, maybe let's say three, you know, taking Greensboro and Chattanooga into the mix. And so I think that plus the Southern hospitality in Asheville, uh, the arena size is just perfect for this event. It allows us to have a sellout. And as I call it, uh, the old barn, it just rattles sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's that's pretty exciting. I can't take credit for bringing the event here in 12. I wasn't here then. I didn't get here until 16. I see. Uh, but we were part of, you know, a great crew that, that did bring the event here, uh, leaders of the Sports Commission and our Tourism and Development Authority in the city and the county, you know, uh, the Sam Powers, the Jan Davises of the world. Um, you know, they're the ones that brought it here. Uh, I, I, we were involved in 2016 in, uh, in keeping the 2017 tournament here when all of the other tournaments left North Carolina during uh, the HB2 situation. So we were able to keep it because Asheville, you know, you asked what makes Asheville special and it's the diversity, it's the welcoming, you know, it's people feel at home here. And I think that made a difference in 2017 that has allowed us to have this continuous streak. And we, you know, this is not only the oldest conference, but it is the oldest consecutively running basketball championship. Jim Bradford, the president of the Asheville Buncombe Regional Sports Commission, he's on the line with us right now. And, of course, you're a UNC graduate. You're a Chapel Hill guy, one of the uh, original members of the Southern Conference, along with NC State, that uh, that ended up picking their bags up and going off to found their own little upstart conference uh, that they called the ACC, right? But let's talk for a minute about your role. What have you been up to since last March to get everything ship-shape and ready to go in 2022? I know with no fans in the building uh, over the last couple of, of seasons, or at, le- at least limited limited fans, uh, you know, it, it's been difficult to kind of maintain that tournament atmosphere. So what have you been up to exactly since this time last year to make sure this year's tournament is bigger and better than ever? Well, the for the Sports Commission, the Southern Conference is a 365-24-7 uh, endeavor. You know, we're always thinking and looking for how to make things better. And, you know, this is, you know, just you know, letting people know that, it, you know, Asheville is a, a great opportunity to come out and see quality basketball. Um, you know, we're, you know, the sponsorships, of course, uh, you know, ticket sales, all of those things have been a, a huge focus because we did have uh, basically a year without uh, really going out and getting sponsors and without ticket sales. You know, we only had 544 seats last year. So, and those were more for the the teams and the players and the parents and stuff. So, you know, it's basically in a little way, in in, in some ways, starting off new. Uh, it's restarting. You know, we you know we we have staff meetings uh, a couple of times a week, and yesterday we sat down and said, "Hey, we've got three weeks to go. Have we ordered this? Have we you know?" It's, uh, you know, some of the, the little touches that we didn't have to do last year, you know, we're going back and having to order this year. We're having to do. And, uh, you know, for example, you know, national anthem singers, um, you know, color guards, we didn't have those last year. You know, right. all of that was taken. So, you know, just the little things. And, you know, we we take pride with the sports commission that, you know, we, we do administer the local organizing committee and, we do a lot of the 
prep work that allows the Southern Conference staff to come in the week of the tournament and basically run the basketball aspect while we get the volunteers. You know, we're going to staff the VIP room, you know, uh, planning for the downtown dribble. You know, that's, uh, you know, we're restarting that. So registration is, is live right now uh, for the downtown dribble. So, uh, you know, just trying to make things work and go back and, you know, it's the reference point is 2020. Um, and trying to make sure that everything that we did in 2020 that we're, you know, going back and getting it done um, in 2022. So, you know, you've got to remember, we were one of the last two tournaments to finish completely before the whole shutdown on, I think it was March 12th, uh, 2020. So we're, you know, we're excited to just, you know, get back and, and continue to play. I'll finish this conversation with Dent Bradford next week right here on Chew On That. We'll talk parking in downtown Asheville, some new features coming to the Ingalls SoCon tournament this year in 2022, and any COVID-19 protocols you'll need to be aware of before you make the trip to Asheville. In the meantime, why don't you visit HarrisCherokeeCenterAsheville.com and get those tickets while you still can. They're going to go fast. I promise you that. Until next week, I'm Caleb Peak. That's something SoCon to chew on. All right, people, it's Valentine's Day. Everything has to be perfect. At Ingalls, we know that not every Valentine's Day is four-star perfection with string quartets and swanky restaurants. My boyfriend bought me flowers. That it's not the money you spend or the elaborate lengths you go to. Happy Valentine's Day. It just has to come from the heart. Ingalls, we're with you every step of the way. Yeah, welcome back into the sportsocracy. It's time for more picks from Flostradamus, Jeremy Green. Uh, last night we got wrong the under. So tonight, back to basics. I have three favorites. It's not something I usually do, but there's three that are just too tantalizing tonight. First, I got 50 on it. Wake Forest is a three and a half point favorite at NC State. NC State is bad. And Wake Forest might be the most underrated team in America. I don't know how they've got this line so bad. I'd have had it at eight and a half, and I don't care that it's at NC State. I got 50 on it. Wake Forest minus three and a half. Alabama is a six-point favorite tonight at Mississippi. I understand that the last few games have not been particularly good. I understand that Alabama is not a very good defensive team. Ole Miss is not a very good offensive team. And they're not going to be able to stop Alabama from doing anything that they want to. Six is not enough. I got 25 on it. Alabama minus the six. Finally, the Los Angeles Lakers are a 10-point favorite tonight at Portland. I think Portland might end up taking somebody out of the crowd to round out their bench tonight. This is not enough. L.A. is in complete turmoil, but they still have two stars and Russell Westbrook. That is entirely more than Portland has to throw at them. I got 25 on it. L.A. Lakers minus the 10. And this just uh, just saw this roll across. It. LeBron James and Russell Westbrook, both questionable tonight on the eve of the trade deadline. Yeah, don't care. Don't, don't uh, care. Stephen Town asked the Lakers are minus 7.5 now. What happened? They're afraid LeBron's not going to play. Yep. I don't care. Anthony Davis going to play? Okay. Either way, take the Lakers to cover. 
and take those wagers over to BetUs.com. BetUs.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY and get a 125% deposit bonus on whatever you put in up to $2,500 just for using our promo code SPORTSOCRACY at BetUs.com. We got the third hour of the program coming up on the way, only on the YouTube stream. Go to the SPORTSOCRACY.com. Just click on that live video link. The uncensored third hour, the happy hour, always here at 5 o'clock on the YouTube stream. Off-season previews will continue our Way Forward Wednesdays, where we'll take one team from each division and give you the layout and their hopes for this upcoming off-season in the NFL. Back here tomorrow at 3 on ESPN Asheville. Tonight on ESPN Asheville, 6 o'clock start for UNC Asheville, taking on Hampton in Big South play.